This is Justin Onat Graham. This is Nareba Shepard. I'm Max Zucker. And this is Terms of Service. Okay. Oh, you know, I... I thought we were going to fuck around and find out. Well, I mean, we could fuck around and find out. You want to do it one more time? No, I mean, are we going to do, like, something different this year? I mean, we can, but I don't know what that is yet. I think you're going to be great. Okay. I mean... Sweet. And we're back. Yeah. Yes. Season two, Terms of Service the fuck you thought you know this is this is great and also we don't have a guest we have our wonderful producer max because on this debut episode we want everyone involved so hi max hello how are you i'm good uh tired good working well good morning yeah good morning y'all yeah once again the entrails of the day (laughs) We are here to uh, cheers Mm -hmm. and move towards, you know, the rest of the season. Well, so, I mean, as they say in the furniture business... Bring it back. Cheers! Yes, there it is. Yes, and as we are a sober forward platform, we just thought that we would imbibe with some delicious Charles Heisick champagne because this is a celebration and it's not to say that you cannot celebrate spirit free but we have decided that we're celebrating with some bubbles this morning so cheers to us cheers to you and bada bing bada boom welcome back y'all yes cheers Ooh, that's nice. That resonates. That's yeah. like a morning meditation with Charles Heisen. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just like, here we are. Mm-hmm. We are zen. We're feeling yep. good. We're feeling great. So, yes, Caffeinated, hydrated. Yes, all of the above. Moisturized. Mm. Moisturized. All of it. You know, so how are you feeling, Nariba? What's going on? Because I'm I'm looking at you and like... I'm ready. Get, okay. I'm feeling um, capital F fried. But... <laughs> mm. I will have two less jobs as of next week. Nice. So, bum, in a bum, good bum, way. Bum, yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Um, I also, over summer vacation, I bartended. I'm okay. technically tending a bar right now. Wonderful. First front of house gig. And we're going to get into this in further conversation, but I about lost my shit when I got my first check because I was like, Wage inequity mm-hmm. in action. Yeah. Damn, is that the segue into what we're talking about? Oh no, I'm just that that was the first thing on my mind when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so Always on the forefront. Right. Well, how are you? How are you doing? I'm well. I mean, this this, you know, break hiatus that, you know, we we have been on has been lovely. I took a little internal time because I was about to say you did yeah. not stop doing shit, my this, dude. This is <laughs> I, yeah, but you know, I I replaced time for this with a little bit of time for myself. There okay. You, you know, yeah. I went to a White Sox game. It's White Sox over everything, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep it if y'all feel different. But anyway, yeah. um I um uh, I'm good. I'm happy to be back. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. And I'm just, just saying, your yeah. hair and this like hat combination is giving me it's the, giving, the, the fall right? energy. For it's real. giving. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fall AF. You yeah. know, like right. that's. I got that, mad the other day because the leaves were changing color, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I realized it's October. It's October. They're allowed to be not green anymore. Right. I mean, it's the tail end of October, I so know. I mean, it's <laughs> basically Thanksgiving, which means that it's almost New Year's, and I'm not trying to skip over Christmas, Kwanzaa, all of the things. Happy everything Listen, in Trinidad. To everybody. They start celebrating Christmas at the end of fucking October because there is no Thanksgiving. So oh, technically, fine. it's Christmas somewhere. I love Christmas. Well, it's like Christmas every day. I want to do you, Christmas in if July. You're, if you're anchored in the spirit of giving, it can exactly. be Christmas oh, every day. Exactly. Yeah. I know. We're gonna go ahead and cut that out right no, now. Keep but that, yes. keep that. I love Christmas. I love. I'm so stoked to start playing my Christmas playlist. I think it's a. It's What's near on the top seventy of your hours. Christmas playlist? I'm sorry. What's on the top of your Christmas playlist? Max is What's on the Jewish. Top? I'm very earlier, Jewish. 
I like, earlier asked him about ceramic Christmas trees, and he's like, I don't know about that. I don't know but what that is. But he has a playlist of Christmas songs. Such a playlist. God. It's great. It started with RuPaul's Christmas album like three, four years ago. Oh, I remember this and conversation. And now it's everything. Great. There's How not, colorful. It's so great. How colorful. It. It's so much fun. I uh, last year was a lot of hip hop. I know uh, I don't think I think three six mafia has a Christmas album or something. It's so oh. good. Well, I mean, you definitely have to bring back, you know, R.I.P. DMX. R.I.P. Um, you know, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Classic. Oh my god! And once we once we get um, the licensing rights to drop that. We're going to drop that right there. Love it. So, I mean, that's going to be amazing. I just am looking forward to the day that I can, like, sing again. Mm. You can sing whenever you want. I know, Dylan. We just have to edit it out. Yeah. (laughs) So it's fine, you know? So energy. Yeah, I'm just... We're coming coming in hot with it. Yeah. So, today, here, back at a home studio, which is at Blind Barber in, in the West Loop. Always and forever, shout out to them. Thank mm-hmm. you so very much. But we got some real shit to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah, and I, especially during um, the time that we have been been away, have really focused in on, you know, just the reality of... Uh, of the industry, uh, specifically these labor shortages mm. and above all, um, wage inequity, which is the anchor of all of these labor shortages. I mean, there's like 1.6 million people that are just like, fuck it. Yep. Fuck it. Well, that's the fuck thing. you and your business. Fuck is it. it a labor shortage or is it a shortage of uh, equitable jobs willing to pay for the labor that, that they hard. need? Yeah. That part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so when you look at mainstream media coverage on it, it's always a labor shortage mm-hmm. because it puts the emphasis on the laborers mm-hmm. instead of the business owners and being like, oh, well, nobody wants to come back to work. It's like, no, mm-hmm. nobody wants to come and work for your smug ass. Yep. You know how much so. uh, per hour it would cost to afford your own two bedroom apartment in Illinois? I. Do not recall off the top. Twenty two dollars an hour. Yep. Twenty two dollars an the hour. Minimum. And I think that's just Illinois. I don't think that's counting Chicago. Wow. Yeah. So it's great. And then we're out here fighting about fifteen dollars an hour. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I'm just like part of me wants to be like, keep it. But actually right. don't keep it. Pay this people is, what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> this is the thing. Um so this summer it has been the summer of me doing nine million jobs because I need a bag to fix my teeth. Yes. Like, for real. Um, Still got I a great to have, smile, though. You look great. I, thank you. Of course. As Justin is very um, aware of, I had to miss a photo shoot because I had to have an emergency root canal. Uh, yeah. Just G's out the ouch, pocket, ouch. by the way. And the True. entire time I was thinking, like, I have to have at least three jobs to afford to live and pay my dentist bill mm-hmm. right. because we're in a panini. I don't have insurance <laughs> and uh, I had a face that literally looked like someone hit me with a two by four on one side of it. Jeez. And mm. I woke up gasping for breath every 40 minutes mm. from the pain. Mm. Jesus. I could not even sleep. So with that being said, this summer I worked at um, a bar on the river walk. Mm-hmm. I have been picking up uh, shifts at Big Kids so that like people can Shout have out time to Ryan off. Pfeiffer. Hi Ryan. Hi Ryan. Um, I started working for Laura Louise Green of Healthy Shout Core. out to Laura Louise Green. Hi Laura. Hi Laura. Yes. Um, and I've been doing my side hustle, like you know, doing some private catering events. Also teaching people who don't know about private catering events mm-hmm. how much time, energy, and money it costs. Mm-hmm. And but it's just like you want something custom, you right. want something exactly. curated, you want something just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bill is going to match that. Yep. Exactly. Surprise. What's the name of your side hustle again? Oh, um, I'm Trini Zaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I side hustle along with uh, some fellow com- comrades for Snack It. Drop them. Yes, uh, Snack at Chicago. You can hit us up on Instagram. I think 
once we roll into winter, we'll be doing more drops because my sauces exploded in the mail when it got hot oh, outside. No, no. So yeah, we're canning now. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um but also your sauce can't be canned or bottled. It's Thank just you. it's just what you embody. It's mm-hmm. what you exude. So it's hot. It you know, should yeah. be exploding over everyone. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. And also it's just like it's the sauce, not mm. the juice. It's so oh. good. The juice is temporary. I put yeah. those sauces on sauce. everything. But sauce is forever. I That's saw, what I saw I'm that video at. for the first time and, this yeah. summer. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. I was like, what do they mean, the sauce or the juice? But it's homie at Best Buy knew what's up. He knew. Do you, you know. want that sauce? Do you, you want, want that juice? Okay. Go this ahead. Is the, this is the thing. We, we <laughs> fell away. Okay, so this is my first front of house job. I my first check was like for like 56 and a half hours mm. and it was close to $1600. There you go. When I was a full-time executive chef making 63 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Working 105 hours. I did the math and I was making $14 an hour. Mm. I worked 56 hours in two weeks. Too much. And my check was like the equivalent of a one, two, 100 hour weeks. Yeah. I just, I had a similar situation over the summer because I was a production assistant on some TV shows. Talk about labor and wage equity Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm making as much money working half the time. I was averaging 15 hours a day. My last day on a, as a production assistant was 19 and a half hours. I don't need that. How, how do you think? How do you create when you know 80%, 90% of your day is work? Standing yeah. up, yeah. being yelled at for sitting down when you're not doing anything. Oh, that's like the same as a kitchen or yeah. a front of house. Right? It's crazy. Right. Yeah, because I mean, God forbid if you need to rest or take a moment, and if you're caught leaning, then I mean, you should have been cleaning. I was about to say, you them, if you don't slip if you that, that in there, so much. And I just like <laughs> exactly, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Also, you got time to leave me the hell alone. Right. Yeah, also that. There's that. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a labor shortage. It's just we got tired. Mm -hmm. We had enough time off to realize that we are tired. Right. And then the most frustrating thing, though, has been going on the Chicago industry page, which is like a dumpster fire (laughs) on Facebook. But I need to like see what's happening. And it's just like people being like, well, if you just like went back to work and worked, you wouldn't be broke and upset. And I'm like, I go into work every day feeling broke and upset. (laughs) Nothing has changed, but I need to make a living. So I'm doing this thing again. However, it is up to people to decide if they're done with the bullshit. Mm. And if they don't want to go back to work, it's not like, oh, but the restaurants. No, it's oh, but them. Mm Like, there's no reason for... It's like that Spider-Man meme. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. I don't know about this one. The Spider-Man where they're pointing at each other? The two yeah, Spider-Man like, and the same person? It's like, you. Oh, oh you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's, it's just like, like no, it's yeah. your fault. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. like, um... Yeah. What? Talk oh, about work of solidarity. South Korea just had a general, I think, general strike, like, a, on Thursday, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. just a general strike. Which, in America, we don't even understand what that is. But that's just when everyone, regardless of industry strikes it's not one union it's not different unions everyone's like we walk out um and I, they had one on thursday because over i don't know if uh anyone's been paying attention to the zeitgeist but squid game real yeah, popular yeah. south korea yeah uh and they're kind of using it for what it was meant for class solidarity and they had a recent uh thing apparently there's a huge debt crisis in south korea well, I don't I mean, know there's about a it. massive debt crisis here too. America is yeah. broke, y'all. Do you remember that shit? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when America Had the was money, like, y'all? Yeah, broke folks around. Um, you better make that a spirit of fucking Halloween. Just put that <laughs> sign up on the White House because <laughs> how can know. you go? How can you look us in the face and say you're broke? I've seen the military budget, my dudes. Right, like, come on. But also, see. I feel like we're like tiptoeing around it. And so like, I really just want to let 
dive, dive in deep to it. So in regards to like government surplus and mm. and overall assistance, it is rooted in in maintaining the lifestyle of debt. Yes. And so when you do not hold on a federal level business owners accountable mm. to ensure that their employees have a livable wage, you're just cycling that all through the circle of debt. Yeah. And as I as I was just formulating this in, in, in my mind, I immediately thought back to again, Ryan Pfeiffer. Mm. Hi Ryan. And and like doing things differently, but as we talked about it during during his episode on season one called The Empowered Empath, so feel free to revisit it. Anyhow, um really thinking about the impact of when people decide to do something differently and how it just takes a little bit of fucking imagination to be like oh hey maybe I shouldn't be walking around with like X Y and Z and being like fuck you everyone it's just like you also deserve to rest you also deserve to take care of yourself you also deserve to hold me to task to ensure that your mental health is how it's supposed to be because that makes you sustainable that makes you that that's like i mean that's your internal value so instead of using people like fucking commodities Mm -hmm. it's like you use them as they are contributing to your shit yeah as opposed to being like, oh, well, you clock in, you clock out, and you're just going to continue doing that until you can no longer do that anymore. And I'm just going to continue making X X amount of dollars off the backs of, of, of labor. Yeah. And also, I'm not done because I have <laughs> to talk about something else really quick. The idea of not allowing people to dictate their value to your organization. Mm. And that brings me right back to why I wanted to have this conversation about fucking wage inequity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I can decide that, you know, you make too much money. Who the hell are you to tell me that I'm making too much money because someone else told you that you're making too much money? Again, that cycle of debt. I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck are we doing here? Talk to your coworkers about your wages, boys. And girls exactly. Like, I'm and people. like the idea that there's this fucking curtain behind like what the person next to you is making is fucking absurd. Rising yeah. tide. It's absurd. Also, Makita Webb. Thank you yeah. so very much yeah. for sure. your episode on season one. Hi, Rakita. Mm. Hi, Rakita. But yeah, I mean, that's, I could go on and on, but you know, I'm just going to pause right there. Y'all come in. Sorry about it. But no, not really. no, don't no. be sorry. <laughs> this is what we want to talk about. Um, I love it. The thing that always strikes me is that we're, especially in America, but all over the world, we're essentially in a post-scarcity society. Charles got me hype. Yo. <laughs> like, we have all the necessary things. We can provide for everyone. There's more empty houses than there are uh, houseless people. Um, we're, you know, it, it, it's common in knowledge that... to where there are just a ton of new buildings that are right. just empty. Well, empty. in Chicago, <laughs> uh, a, a huge thing is that the aldermans have zoned everything right. so that it's only single-family units that can be built, or it's more... Uh, economical for developers to build single family units That's when we could be building. Redlining. Yeah. Right. That's well, it goes to like federal, like, you know, subsidiaries mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, if you have a building that sits empty, you mm-hmm. qualify for like this massive tax credit. And I'm like, okay, but go on, Max. Oh, the post scarcity society, which I learned from Star Trek, because I was reading an article about how Star Trek, like, there's no currency in Star Trek, because it's a post scarcity, post scarcity society where every there's so much of everything they can provide for everyone, and that's essentially where we are in America. There's so many examples of food businesses or CVS or, or whatever throwing out their products and pouring bleach on on food instead of being able to donate it, and some of that's food laws and and you know you can't who did that that's what i'm fucking saying right it, it, it's not equitable but, <laughs> but it, it's who made that choice but right. there's no you know 
that folks want to make money on the transportation of the goods. Folks want to make money on the giving goods away. Oh, you mean like when Cisco went on strike, the drivers went on strike, yep. and then, uh, you know. Fuck Cisco. <laughs> but also, I mean, that's that. it's a hard thing because... Wait. Right. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I fucking thought. No. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. Okay. Uh, they got yeah. lots of lawyers. Yes. Um, and lots of money. Man. But another issue is that the biggest, you know, way to transport goods is over the road transport with trucking, mm. yeah. which is a huge pollutant. And even more, if you're trying to go internationally, biggest uh, polluters are these giant uh, shipping containers, shipping crate, not containers. I mean, the containers are the container size, but the cargo hold, the cargo ships right. that transport them run on the like crudest, most grossest oil. And they're basically skyscrapers in the water. And they, you know, the that's another thing with trying to pass the onus of pollution on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. When in reality, a human being, one human being cannot even like uh, equal the amount. If they if I threw away everything I owned every day, I would not come close to like a mile in a cargo ship. Uh, how much pollution it spews. Well, and also it seems like and actually it doesn't seem like i mean these are these are just the facts um you're you know i mean you're you're trading ethics for profit Mm -hmm. and that goes back to the whole commodities Mm -hmm. thing within within this industry Mm -hmm. and there is always that like thank you bow on everything and what I started realizing and becoming so vocal about is, all right, if you know that you're trying to go back to the status quo, but the status quo isn't what is reality no. any, any longer, but you're trying to you're trying to retain that like semblance of, you know, the before times and you have less staff, but you're like, we're going to have a fully operational restaurant at the cost of Mm -hmm. what and it's going to be at the cost of your employees Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the employees are ensuring that you're making your financial markers while you don't care Mm -hmm. about ensuring that they make theirs yeah yep always and it's like well you know we want to book these things we want to you know provide provide this service is like how about taking that energy and applying it upon oneself and really really just like amping amping that shit up you know mm-hmm. it's like i don't some places i, I don't i don't understand it. but some places do some it better places than others really doing it um i uh, was in the middle of a nervous breakdown at some point this summer and I was like I looked at my partner and I was like I want to go have a tasting menu yeah. I don't give a fuck I just need to like eat something fancy that's on a really tiny plate and like a some bunch shit of that was put on, on there with some tweezers yes I wanted to go to a tweezer jockey heaven and I was like doing all this research but I also forgot about like it's a pandemic. It is a pandemic. And yes. people still, finally it, started using reservations. So you can't just like walk into a place on a Friday anymore. You have to like know a bitch. Spontaneity isn't really the It's not for now. Right now. No. Yeah. Um, but in my research of places, I noticed that a lot of, especially fine dining places, are putting an additional like percentage on. Mm. And they're explaining why. And one of the places did an 18% like automatic um, gratuity to the bill. And it's to offset their labor and to offset the cost of the products that they're using. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. certain places, when they go in and they're like, well, how can we make this more equitable for everyone, um, including our employees, is not cutting labor so that you can have fancy shit on your menu mm-hmm. because like that's how big like groups get away with it mm. it's that they're yeah they're using the best quality stuff right. but they're still paying their fucking employees 1250 an hour right and like so i felt as though people are really starting to like take notice of the fact that you can't have a like ninety dollar eight ounce ribeye on your menu because it's like a cow that has been 
given beer and massages its entire fucking life so that you can enjoy it for five seconds (laughs) at the cost of your like prep cook who is working 12 hour days and it's probably not his only job right so shout out to who would really enjoy a beer and a massage exactly Mm. i mean uh yeah yeah, I really I'm, would like a beer and a massage, but I'm a settle for this glass of champagne. <laughs> oh, it's not settling. We're not settling. No, we're not settling. This is no, nice. No, this is this um, is delicious. I've never had it. our old boy uh, Ch. Yeah, I've never had a tasting <laughs> well, menu. Like, it seems oh, like, like CH, a very yeah. fun luxury. <laughs> so, as someone that used to work in in that environment, uh-huh. it's luxurious as fuck, but it it's not reality. I mean, I I. Update on my life. I currently work in that environment. Getting back mm-hmm. into the bartending after mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a whole pan. It's been a, the whole. We keep saying after the pandemic, right? But we are still in still a in motherfucking it. pandemic. Still it's cool. It. It's it's it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to work at a place that I have never and do not look like I will be able to afford yeah, to yeah. go. Um, and that is unfortunate, and that is. The reality of the yeah, service industry. That's the, I mean, and also, people, the community, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and check what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the community that is not within the hospitality spectrum mm-hmm. um, will use will use terminology like that when they have had an ill-fated time mm. you know it's just like i waited too long for you know to your point earlier in Ariba about that ribeye mm. or you know just like the drinks weren't as good as as i wanted and it's really it's really unfortunate because i'm paying a lot of money and you know your entire staff couldn't even afford to to go to yeah. go to where they were yeah and it's like well first of all fuck you always <laughs> but on top of that it's just like how like where did that like classist fucking comment oh. come from and it comes from the idea of placing guests above exactly exactly every time i have an example from when i was in Orlando, Florida, the place that COVID goes to make variations. Um, About two weeks ago, I have successfully avoided getting COVID. Thank you. Welcome back. We appreciate Um, it. But my my partner's parents wanted to go to a seafood buffet. Mm. Mm. Buffets are very pandemic friendly. I know. That's why I was like, "Eh." I mean, you know, Florida is a very pandemic True. friendly state. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I really yeah. only ever have jello at buffets. I've never I I've so never rarely have jello outside buffets. That's a very interesting, that's a very interesting you make jello on your own? I don't make jello at all, but I mean same. Yeah. I mean, I make jello shots. Jello shots are great. I don't make jello shots either, but also jello why? shots leads me into what I uh am what frustrates me about the high class dining experience is that it's first of all, it's theater. Don't tell me that I'm smoking all this stuff and making these ridiculous looking cocktails and this like, I mean, you know, they you serving things on a tray and it's it's theater, but it's not. There's no humor As in it. As you have said before, no. Max, it's camp. It's, it's yeah. It it would <laughs> it be is. camp yeah. if they. <laughs> had any senses of humor, but they take it so seriously. <laughs> Which is the fucking problem. Right. <laughs> Give me a high class jello shot with like candied uh, limes in there. I, I, I made don't, up a whole. Don't be very specific because people out here are listening They'll to this. They'll snatch that shit you know up. Oh, like, oh, they will. It's just like, so you hold that close to your chest. Yeah. Yes. So, don't tell them. I'm, I, I got a whole list of Humorous high class cocktails. We should cocktails do that now. on the side. Like one, like whenever we hang out next, we should pick one and I try got to one. make it. Happen. I got one that we could do. Okay. I got All one right. that we could really easily. <laughs> and do. I'm gonna go ahead and um, introduce. Inter- no, in- I'm gonna go yourself? invite myself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can introduce myself. Justin, too, but I can also look me in the invite. eye. Can yes. you promise not to say yes to a job in between now and us planning an event? Give me a date. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can't. We can't. We can't ask him to schedule his thing about <laughs> vapor. <Yeah. laughs> 
That feels very camp. Just reserve everything for the rest of the future. Right. Don't do anything new. Right. Nothing. Nothing no, at nothing. all. Nariba, let's go back to your time in pandemic friendly Florida. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. we interrupted. So I interrupted. I'm waiting in line, which is like you learn that there's a certain um uh order. What is it? What Etiquette? do you have like Etiquette, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in a buffet line where no one expects you to wait and go through all of the options oh. to load up your plate. They're like, if you see something that you like, you better go ahead and get it. That's a buffet. Better yeah. go I mean, get that it. Is a, I mean, that is a so a buffet. I used to go to Old Country Buffet yo, with my grandparents. Yeah. Ponderosa. With, so I mean. I've been referring to the pandemic as a Ponderosa, but go off. No, no, no. That was my buffet choice. Oh, that okay. was the name of it. And oh, it was okay. like, it was like the, it was the New Jersey version of that. Oh. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would, oh, I would tear up some chocolate cake at Old Country Buffet, right. which I don't think they exist any longer, but say la vie. Yeah. But thank you for the memories. I've never had a dessert at a buffet. I don't hmm. know what you're talking. Well, I'm also a savory only bitch. Really? You yeah. don't do dessert. I hmm. I don't. That's why that's why when I started doing this like private event um situation, like, make I make it very like, no. clear <laughs> from the beginning. I was like, I can hook you up with hella bitches. Mm. Hella bitches who know how to make desserts, but it ain't me. And I don't want to embarrass <laughs> me, me or ain't. you. So no. However, I did come up with the idea of a punch of creme, which is like the Trinidad version of eggnog oh. bread pudding. Oh. Because well, I can like do a bread pudding. Like the holidays here? Mm. Holiday. Let's go ahead and fuck that up on you. Not about, <laughs> I'm not about eggnog. Love the idea of eggnog bread pudding. Yes. As much as I love Christmas, I know we've talked about this 20 minutes ago, mm. but uh, I can't, I can't get into eggnog. I'm sorry. That's y'all. fair. Uh, I haven't had eggnog in forever. I've never had bread pudding. Uh, So also, Nariba, I see you. But the reason why I bring that up is because there are like those quintessential things, right? Mm -hmm. Like bread pudding, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, green bean casserole. Keep green bean casserole all the way away from me. I don't want to (laughs) hear anything about it. I don't want to hear anything about it. Um... That's too goyish for me. I don't I know. I've never had just, green bean I, casserole. It's a whole bunch of mush. And I like green beans, mm. but I don't like what they did to them mm. in a casserole. And I think it's rude. Listen, I, I think it's rude. started studying casseroles when I moved to the Midwest. Give me a chicken tetrazzini I, any day, though. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Chicken tetrazzini? Like, yeah. I until, found out like, from like a meme job. from Maury. It's like Paul Light. Paul Light. Wait, okay, so this was how this is what happens. We go on a tangent and we go away from what we started with. This is I was great. in line waiting for crab legs. And this like yes. I almost got into a physical altercation with a six eight black man. Oh man. Who is a three hundred and fifty pounds. That's a big who boy. was shitting on the server handing out the crab legs because she didn't like just keep loading crab legs onto his plate. <laughs> And he was like, well, what you slow down for? I already paid for this shit. This mm. is all mine the way that I'm looking at it. And then no, he's like all yours, elbowing sir. this 15-year-old white kid who's next to him who looks well, uncomfortable well, by the situation. I mean, and I'm standing behind this kid. And he's like trying to nod and smile because we're all like, no one could take this man. Mm. Like, no one's going to question him, Large that sort man. of thing. And so everyone thought this man was like gonna come to blows. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he was. Throw some like, balls some crab legs. It was it was scary to like watch him. And this woman is like trying to be very polite. Mm-hmm. She's like easily sixty years old, and you know this is like her third job that she's working. Right. And everyone afterwards was like apologizing on behalf of him. But I was like, that's the reason that people are fucking walking out of their jobs. People are walking Because wild. I don't even think that's probably the first time that that happened to her that day. Right. How much would yeah. it cost you to get beat up over crab legs? You know? Uh, the limit does not exist. Yeah. Limit does not exist. Like, no. Like, like what? That's the day he had his hair cut. The limit does not exist. Yes. Right. <laughs> facts uh yeah i mean that's i come back to that that's it's like how much would it cost you to 
you verbally abuse that you you know it undercook used to some cost fries. Me twelve fifty an exactly, hour. Exactly. Yeah. Right? But I'm just like you're not cursing me out for twenty dollars an hour. Shit, you're not cursing me no. out for any amount of no. of money. Now I like, pay someone uh, $60 an hour to verbally abuse me. It's called therapy. <laughs> I was just about like, telling you it's like it's therapy. About myself. Yeah. So, you know, they curse no, you no. out right back. Yeah. So they're like, it's okay. Um, mm. My new therapist is getting, she, she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Great. Well, I'm, uh, I'm happy to hear that. And mm-hmm. also I'm bummed to hear about the actions of this 350 pound man in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Also, crab legs. Just I do understand where he's coming from. But yeah, exactly. Come back and get more. Where, the, where he's coming from? I understand the point of view because if you're going to go to a crab leg buffet... Because I'm on the opposite I side. don't agree with how he treated it. And yes, mm-hmm. you should just go back and get more. Right. Like, how many crab legs can you sit eat in one sitting? I guess... How many crab legs can you fit on your fucking plate? That was the thing. It's like... She was literally trying to make it so that it wasn't falling off. And, like, mm-hmm. I understand that, yes, I did pay money to mm-hmm. eat as much as I could. But you're not fucking back there cooking the crab legs. Right. You're not getting the shipment in. You're not doing any of the work to receive it. Yes, you are working for the money that you're using to spend there. But I'd be damned. If someone came into my job and treated me like shit, right. I would find and out also in where the front fuck of he people, worked. Exactly. It's just like, hold it's embarrassing. Up. Yeah. And it's like, let me find out where you fucking work. And I will show up five minutes before it closes and ask you to do your job to like the X degree. Right. If we ever do open up a, a either a tasting menu or a place, I want uh Two cocktails list. There are cocktails that will be illegal after a certain point because if they take too much time and no one's coming in half an hour before last call, I don't, I don't, I, I, nothing. I, I get so annoyed when minutes pe- before closing and yeah. be like, you know what? I'm going to take the, the full experience, but also I can just hear it from the opposite side. It's just like every guest is the same. You want them to have mm-hmm. the, the but same that's abuse. But that is that abuse. That is abuse. And that's but the why guest we who shows up out of it. on time for the reservation is not the same as the guest who shows up 15 minutes before closing. Also, because the, full the guest that shows up 15 minutes before closing is the guest that doesn't fucking give a shit. Yep. Yeah. Hundred ten. If I yeah. see a, if I see a bar is closing in fifteen minutes, I will not go there. If the bar is if it's if it's nine thirty and the bar closes at ten, go to another bar. Or when you walk in, you have a beer and a shot, and you leave one hundred percent gratuity on your tip. And then yes, also 100%. being just like, don't even waste that glass for the shot. I have a fully functional mouth. <laughs> so it right down the not throat. Pandemic compliant. That is not pandemic uh, compliant. That's what speed pours. You can. Done it. I've not done it. I'm making it very clear. I've not done it, but I care enough. Mm -hmm. But this also, you know, it heralds back to what we talked about in season one. Leading with grace and empathy within Mm -hmm. these hospitality spaces. Like, because the reality is that when you're escaping your reality within Mm -hmm. these spaces, Mm -hmm. you're entering the reality of someone else. Yeah. I feel like, and we're talking. I think we we come up sometimes some of these comments I can I can I feel resentful or we come off as resentful but I don't think folks get into the service industry to not show grace and hospitality and love we lose it we and lose the compassion exactly because it. of people because who we yeah. aren't extended the same grace level and of empathy gra- ex- mm-hmm. as uh, what we're supposed to be doing for customers and it's hard it's Absolutely. hard to it, it feels like. We've got a, it's like a hose with a um, man. We're getting on metaphor. I'm getting on metaphors now. Mm-hmm. A hose with a screen, mm-hmm. you know, and and so quickly it gets clogged up. Yeah, that it. it I, I, that's a bad metaphor. Um, <laughs> that, was, like, that wasn't one of my best. I'm I was usually like, what kind of screen? Sometimes you got to take, and this is a this mm-hmm. is a hot. Tip. It's going to be another if metaphor. Your water pressure is a mm. little fucked up. Take off. The nozzle. Mm. Clean it out. I swear to God. It's uh, Chicago water. You get buildup. Love Chicago water. There you this go. Is, this, this is fair. Love Another Chicago tip, water, medium on Chicago Nariba. pipes. But I, <laughs> that's going to be part your of depression, our story Sometimes your depression makes you want to clean things for no reason. And then you discover that water pressure could be different if you mm. just fucking cleaned your tap 
Just clean it. Gotta clean it. So good at vinegar. CLR. There's someone that I spoke to once, and I like. Long, long story, but any, anyhow, I uh, <laughs> I showered at at their place. It's not what y'all think, but okay. um, when I when I was done, I was just like, "Do you want more water pressure?" <laughs> They're like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Clean mm-hmm. your like like the nozzle, yeah, clean the nozzle." Pro tip: rain a uh, rain shower ahead. You can buy new. Shower heads for your rental apartments. Yeah. I've moved like three times oh, with sure. the greatest shower head. It costs fifteen dollars at Ace Hardware. Right. So um, you're welcome. <clears throat> yeah, you're welcome, Ace. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, um, feel free to reach out to connect at terms-of-service.media mm-hmm. because we would love to include you on little hardware tidbits that oh, it yeah. looks like we're doing now. We're interested oh, in oh. more things that just than just food and drink. Yeah, for sure. Right. And we mm-hmm. love clothes. We love toys. This is entirely true. Plants. Plants. Jay-Z's with us today. Yes, okay. this Birds of Paradise is looking absolutely fantastic. Jay's looking hot. Yeah, we also found out that Jay is like four separate plants in one. <laughs> Aren't they all like that? Sometimes it'd be like I that. didn't know. I thought, okay, anyway. Yes. I have an analogy yes. going back to what you're talking about that I think will work. Uh-huh. So for five years, I've lived in this apartment building. Mm. And for five years, I've been telling my landlord that there's a problem with the tub. And every time I say that, I open my front door and there's just like a bottle of Drano mm. in front of the door. Cool. Yeah. Two days ago, my partner... Um, one of the kids that I live with, the big one, we call him big and small. The 10 year old dropped a cap down the drain. Mm. So we had to like take apart the sink Ugh. and turn off water and like do this whole situation. And when they pulled the clog out of the sink, the tub started working. Hey. But the next day. I feel like day, that's an analogy for this industry. Exactly. Hmm. And the next day, my landlord texted me and was like, um, hey, there's a problem with the plumbing. We have to turn the water off mm. to fix it. So I looked at my partner and I was like, so our clog moved somewhere else in the system. Yeah. And now he's forced to deal with it because it's not our problem. It's now his problem. So and that's for the service industry. It's like perfect took analogy. a break in the panini. Everyone was like, this shit is clogged. We're, we can't go. It's backed up. Mm-hmm. We have to, like, do something different. And restaurants and bars said, no, we don't. Huh. Yeah. We can just uh, make it work with not enough staff, um, not enough money to pay the staff that we're forcing to come back. Or then and work in redistributing situations. the gratuity of strangers to mm. the staff. Yes, yes, yes. And being like, well, that is your wage. Exactly. You know? Because, again, your business model is not for the laborer. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. It's for you. And then the people that are doing it right have to deal with questions like, well, why is your sandwich so expensive? Or like, why do the prices go up on your beverages? It's like, because bitch, we weren't charging you what we should have before, but we have found that if we pay our employees a livable wage, they'll come back mm-hmm. and they'll work even though the way that you treat them has not changed. Nothing will make someone work for you harder and more passionately than treating them well. Yeah. I would. It's. I believe that there's like a quote from like Richard Branson or something. It's like, whatever. I'm not going to give that man like an appropriate shout out. But (laughs) there's something along the lines of you're treating you're treating your your employees as such to where like they are growing and evolving for them yeah and you're cultivating a space for them to be their best self yeah mm-hmm. and that's your responsibility as a business mm-hmm. owner yeah because you don't own employees no. at all why spend all this money training and having these people have experience on the job training, uh, if you're just going to treat them as expendable, it's so much. Yeah. It's so much time and effort spent by this company. I, I read some anecdote where it's like somebody messed up, and it was like a big mess up, and they were worried about being fired. But no, it's just a 
Was it was it that cargo ship that got stuck in that canal? No, that's insane. Okay, that's insane. <laughs> okay, um, was it that? No, it was not. But okay. also, there was this. I don't know. I if hope you saw that it. person's okay though. Uh, it was a. I think it was a woman pilot who finally got it out or something or a, whatever you call the Tempo. driver. A captain. Captain. A captain. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, can you imagine if a little toot toot was the one that like chugged it out? I mean, there was a, a backhoe, and it was. First of all, that's like one of the. the What'd you call her? The, the, right. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, right. like, don't do that. There was one one single backhoe scooping out dirt with the like third largest shipping container in the. For those that do not world. know what a backhoe is, I like because I've it. heard, I've, I've heard it differently. So a backhoe is a thing. Yeah, not a person. Keep going. Keep no one's going. ever. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of a profession I called you were a backhoe. Ready to I have like never heard of a profession a as a backhoe. Is. Never. But like, I have definitely heard someone it's refer to someone machinery. as a backhoe. True. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you also, there's also this company. I think it was either yesterday or the day John before. Deere. Not jo- what John Deere can. Yeah, John Deere sucks. But I'm not yeah, talking. Yeah, well, the strike. <clears throat> the strike is yes. About. The strike is incredible, and there they just capitulated on some stuff. Company. That yes. is oh, dealing with, dealing with labor heavy strikes. strikes. And yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. If you want more strike uh, information or union information, there's a great Twitter account of a f- actual a dear friend uh, who is covering that. Uh, Jonah Furman. Incredible union information all across the country. Wonderful. But what I was referring to is there is a company that uh, makes. It was one one lady owned uh, makes very tight clothing that just sold for like one and a half billion dollars. And at a company meeting, she gave every employee five hundred employees two first class tickets anywhere in the to a flight anywhere in the world and ten thousand dollar bonus. And okay. it's like a life changing amount. And you okay. know what? You could give it. You could give people three times that amount, and it would still not make a break uh, in your in your pocketbook. Well, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that people simply would not know what the fuck to do with it, and that is a part of financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That goes back to what what I mentioned about oh, Sir Richard mm. Branson. Yeah. Mm. It's you're cultivating these spaces to ensure that these people can be their best selves because Mm -hmm. they're going to be their best selves for you. Mm -hmm. For you. It's like, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling to me to where people will just, they'll go in that direction. They'll, you know, hint down that path, but they will just decide to make a few steps on it and be like, thank you. Mm. Thank Listen. you is is enough. And this industry is becoming the industry of thank you. Mm-hmm. No one can pay their rent off of thank yous. Mm-mm. No one can ensure their financial vitality off of thank yous. Mm-hmm. And it's it becomes it, it becomes coercing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it it also speaks to you know, well, they're, they're like super nice to me. They're, mm. you know, they're they're watching my back, and it's Are like, they though? but they're watching their back. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're always it, watching their their it's back. Like when, and we know that when folks when folks offer like artists uh, payment and exposure, you know, you know what happens with it. You out. can't pay with exposure. You'll you'll it'll take weeks to die of hunger. It'll take days to die of thirst. It'll take hours to die of exposure in the wilderness. That's the easiest way to die is of exposure in yeah, the wilderness. Came, I mean, not the easiest, back but like analogy though. So I'm really happy for you. Listen, yeah. all I'm you. saying is that if your business has profited over 61 percent every single year and your employees get less than a three percent raise, but you were able to raise your salary by 160 percent during a pandemic, is bullshit. Three percent doesn't even cover inflation. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's on period. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I just. I'd be watching the news sometimes, y'all. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just like you be remembering the news too. I it's because my dad was a journalist, mm. and he was always the the one thing he always said to my mom Truth and I speaker. was to like pay attention to your surroundings at all time because mm. we just like walk around the world being like, nah, 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 nah. and now as an adult, I'm like, oh shit, 
Mm-hmm. You better start paying attention to the what's happening like in the world. Absolutely. Like no matter where you are, because before we didn't have access to things outside of our state and we didn't know enough. And I'm 110% sure my depression is because I know too much. Mm. But it helps me put into perspective a lot of the shit that we are dealing with that's literally first world problems in the U.S. Mm-hmm. However, it does not take away from the fact that it is a problem and we should be dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also hard to filter the outside world because mm-hmm. like we, we often, and I had this, uh, de- I didn't have a debate with a professor, uh, but in college, I had, a professor was ranting about how the world's getting worse and everything's like falling to shit. And that's just not true. The world is smaller. We can access everything. And, you know, uh, I, I, there's some, it's, it's, you know, back to the, the, Spanish American War, the mm-hmm. the yellow journalism. You know, you give me oh, yeah, the, the pictures, I'll journalism. give you the news. Yeah. By every discernible metric, the world is getting better. Yeah. Granted, it's on the course of generations. Everyone wants it to get better tomorrow for us. Mm-hmm. But you know, the world thrives when old men or men plant trees they'll never sit under the shade of. Um, Birth rates, in hot with these analogies. Infant, infant mortalities down. Access to f- clean water, literacy. Everything's getting better and better. We're just seeing the worse quicker. Yes, you can see yep. shitty stuff on TikTok happen that happened two minutes ago across the world. Um, you can also see great stuff. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to filter that, and especially if if folks are neuro neurodivergent or folks are dealing with other stuff in life you know it's hard to come off of a full-time job that's barely paying you and then you turn on the news and you see all this stuff well i mean it really does speak back to what you were mentioning earlier about just you know we never want these conversations to feel as if like it's you know we're, right. we're, yeah. we're like resentful and like right. so on and so forth. i'm extremely fortunate and happy about you know my experience within the hospitality space Mm -hmm. however i think that it's extremely important to facilitate conversations like this 100 because these can't be conversations that are Mm -hmm. had at 4 a.m you know in this six drinks you know they can but they're not productive exactly and it's just like so how do we how do we start you know and you know, continuing these conversations to prompt this equitable change that we all care about. Like, it's not on Facebook in that group. It's Mm-mm. listen. It's not. No, not. Yeah, the best not thing I ever did was not, no, get no, Facebook no. off my phone. I don't even no. use Facebook except for terms of service. Right. Some of the some of that I appreciate some it, of that shit though be really funny on the group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But also at the same time, it's like. It's the chain of abuse. It's a cycle yep. of abuse. Well, because like, we start abusing one another. Yeah, and it's and it turns into like less of a moment of, hey, like when your boss tells you, oh, I know today was a really hard day, but we're all ma- walking out of here with enough money, and we like survived another and day. Also, you don't know how you much money I you, need. Exactly, you're putting the the pain of the people. Like in front of the gains. Also, don't tell me we're rocking out with enough money when the the owners and operators are making bank over bank. Like exactly. Right. What's right. An, what's enough money? Yeah. And that because there is not enough. that is a question to where owners and operators simply are not interested in answering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the perfect question. If there is such a thing as enough money, uh, a jungle themed entrepreneur would not be making a giant Dutch mega yacht. <laughs> facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Would be suing the government because he can't go to space on the government's dime. Oh my God. Uh, so. um, I just want to say, remember that time the dude from Star Trek went into outer space and this whole time I've been like, astronauts have been training for six months six months to go into outer space and apparently all you need is breath yeah <laughs> he's 90 years old y'all i think he did the low orbit kind of it stuff it doesn't you know? matter 
astronauts train for a flight, six months. A flight to me is low orbit. Much longer than six That's months. what I'm talking about. In my Listen, opinion, I was like, I American mean, Airlines has me in low orbit low right. all the time. Get out of here. <laughs> so I'm like, um, I'm like 90 not. years old. Speaking of astronauts doing fun stuff, the one of my favorite videos on the internet is the uh, moon denier getting <laughs> Jocked oh in the face God. by Buzz Aldrin. Oh what God. is this? Oh my is God. Some, oh my so God. First of all, <laughs> bring this like all the way. There's just some asshole who's uh, uh, like abusing Buzz Aldrin and it was doing this at like multiple different occasions. It got in his face and Buzz Aldrin just socked him yeah. in the face, yeah. telling him he's a liar, telling him he's like all this bullshit. That man's a hero. Come on. That's fair. That, Not the guy who got punched in the face. Okay. okay. Got it. Well, uh, thank you for, for that, Max. I. That gives me a lot of joy. In <laughs> We can tell. Uh, I just, you know, so we can wrap this up because mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy that this happened, <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna be sad that it's almost over. Yeah. We're just starting the second few, season. It's far I from know, over. I, it's so far from over. But I do want to say a few more things in regards to wage wage mm-hmm. inequity um you know labor practices it's for for wage inequity and deciding upon the gratuity of strangers mm-hmm. to compensate your staff is as we all know that the tipping structure is a form Racist. of I, I mean it's focus, wage slavery yeah. um but it is in direct correlation in the fact that you feel as if you can determine the livelihoods of your staff it's power, and yeah. to keep them beneath you. Mm-hmm. And if anyone hears that and it resonates with them and they're like, ah, maybe I should think differently. I really want you to do differently as opposed to thinking about exactly. it differently. Be change. Because that is, that's massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and people get so fixated on wages mm-hmm. because they don't have the tools in place through financial literacy. Yeah. I mean. Uh, and they see one dollar amount and they're like, yeah. this is, this the is what it is. blanket statement for what it should be. Well, there used to be a huge exactly. labor movement in the country. There yeah. used to be huge unions. I mean, we're recording at, at Blind Barber, which is a beautiful space, half a mile from a brewery named after one of the most notorious uh, union, like, battles, Haymarket, in right. Chicago, yeah. where the government literally killed people for wanting better wages now is that entirely a fact i haven't done the research on the haymarket i'm sorry about it i know it exists um, good yes. talk to joan about it um no but the haymarket uh, haymarket brewery is, is named after that but there used to be huge huge union efforts and like yeah people will point to certain specific unions especially in chicago that suck um without naming any terrible people running them um but the government i mean that's where pinkertons came from that's where that's where uh organized police forces come from from union busting where they would drop bombs on like literally drop bombs on civilians protesting in 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 favor of unions and stuff well i just want to say that i think that the fact that we as a species could have done whatever mm-hmm. and like this is what we're doing yeah. and I'm just like I would have no problem just like kicking it mm-hmm. in Jamaica hello listen but and they're also like, working on a really fucked up thing because of the US and how they have been stripped yeah. of right, all but of their- that's what I'm but I'm just talking about the entire human experience like oh, yeah, I yeah. hate money I hate talking about money mm-hmm. I hate having to deal with money mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and the fact that we just like are a part of an industry mm-hmm. to where it just like it is front facing every single day yeah, yeah. it's every day So you're like, oh, okay. Um, If you're front of house, you have a number in your mind that you hope that you make. If you're back of house, you automatically are just like, this is how much money I'm going to make doing this shit all day. This is how much money I know that I'm going to make. And like, you know, with taxes taken out and like all of that, like I'm hoping that it's like 
X amount. And then I don't get cut early. And I don't get cut early because I'm feeling tired or Mm -hmm. just like I'm not in it. Because then that amount that I'm going to get is going to be less. And how am I going to like make make that mm-hmm. up? It's just like a job is not your identity. No. Like I don't have to understand. This. Okay. Yeah. With that being said, I'm just going to give this. I'm going to put this out there and like people could think about it um, while they're listening to this episode slash for like 19,000 hours afterwards. So... We, especially in the food service industry, have been taught that in order to be successful, you must give more of yourself than you know you're going to get in return. We have been taught that excellence is what we need to achieve, but we are not always given the tools or the environment to thrive in that. If you have ever been in a situation where you are being pushed and motivated by someone else talking down on you and telling you that, like, it could have been worse, that is not a healthy work environment. Take a moment to, like, step back and think about whether or not you are used to being in an abusive relationship with your job because no matter how sweetly the sounds of a family at work sound if people are putting your mental health well-being livelihood on the line every time you make a simple mistake it's not, family. It's not for it's not you family. right it's not a family no Think about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's sometimes it just takes someone putting it into perspective for you. And I'm not saying people walk the fuck out of their jobs. Do you have to do what you have to do to be comfortable and survive? However, a lot of the shit that we talk about when we talk about unions, I used to be like, that's unions are garbage. That was how I thought about it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize that it's literally you not being able to do another job mm-hmm. that's outside of like your qualifications or your spectrum. What happens in food service industry is that we are taught to do everyone's job. Mm-hmm. So unions are bad because in like food service world, it was told to me that unions are bad because you're supposed to be a jack of all trades. But you don't, you shouldn't have to. I shouldn't be a dishwasher. I shouldn't be the person that fixes the dishwasher. I shouldn't be the person who runs out and does laundry because we don't have chef coats or towels or any of that shit. But that's literally just like becoming a mini business owner for a business that Mm -hmm. you simply do not own. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, think again about unions and what they really mean and how they're just trying to like make sure that you aren't being exploited and your job isn't forcing you to learn a bunch of positions so that they don't have to pay multiple people to do the same job. They love a cross train. They love a cross train. Yes. I really enjoy a cross train. That's why I'm teaching the children how to peel garlic and make pasta Mm. because (laughs) labor unions at home. However, um, that's what I wanted. Labor unions and children. Wisconsin just approved uh, uh, 14 year olds to be able to work till 11 p.m. now. So nice. instead of instead of trying to pay more, Wisconsin uh, and we can name we can name states because they're states and not companies. No, absolutely. But also, Although, just like so, yeah. Wisconsin's really coming for Florida's fucking crown here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wonderful. It's nice to know that they're about 50 miles, not even um, away from here. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> no shout out to Wisconsin on that. Uh, but I. As as we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. I do want to I want to you know touch very briefly on the idea of unions and you know just to expand upon your mm-hmm. point, Nariva. It's it's I mean, there's always the idea of like collective action is 
you know, the most impactful. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, singular action yes. that is mirrored and duplicated individually is what's going to make the most impact. The power of choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And retaining the integrity of your power of choice, mm-hmm. retaining the integrity of of your value and questioning what has been presented to you as a standard, as a standard, not as an exception, but as, as a standard, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're, we're all sitting here and we're, you know, reconnecting and vibing and, and all of that. But it's just like every single person that like helps bring this together has value they're worth it mm-hmm. everyone that listens to this has value and they're worth it and i'm not gonna get all dramatic i'm Listen. just gonna start doing my little outro dramatic. i was gonna yes. say um for the season the first episode of season two we have 100 more people this time than we did for yeah. the first episode last year Definitely. that's right because we got marcus yep. we got up, marcus? tiana yep. we yes. got cortez yep. yes you know what that's i mean right. and rick Gross. jason yeah. uh travis they're all part of the crew too yes. so on mic. i mean yeah. you know and max, max is, is on, on mic and how nice and we would love to have you back on, Mike. You know, I think I'll stick around, yeah. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'll be here. But yes. Instead of just like, hey guys, no, no, no. my name's... Well, I don't, I mean like, no, no, I, y'all are the hosts for yeah, a reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But so, on, on my end, I just want to go ahead and, you know, thank just, you know, our litany of of supporters and i Mm -hmm. want to start with you know our home studio which is here at blind barber in the west loop uh a little bit of a tidbit here is when this episode drops um everyone that is a listener of terms of service gets 20 percent off for any sort of product or like haircut or trim up or whatever it is that that you need in the barbershop at Blind Barber, and that is promo code TOS20. I um, will say it again, so you don't have to rewind it back. TOS20, and that is compliments of our wonderful friends and supporters at Blind Barber. Also, um, we have these beautiful plants, yet again, um, but they are literally in these like dope aesthetic pots um by plant daddy plant but like daddy. but like your plant daddy yes. and thank you so very much to charles Hydestick because i mean it's a celebration bitches awesome. and on that on that note i am justin on that gram you can find me on instagram at what's Biko. and y'all take care of yourself stay golden and also remember you're worth this shit I'm Max Zuckert on the gram at Zuckert Alert. Um, and I love you very much. And once again, uh, my government name is Nariba Shepard. And you can find me on the gram at Reba, R-E-B-A-R-U. And uh, we out. Thank you again, Max, for being our guest. Bye. Bye. Bye.